Great for first-time dads-to-be by Scotty Boy, 1988. Love the show. We are about at the same point through our pregnancy as H and his good lady, 27 weeks. It's great listening to someone's experiences who is in the exact same boat as me, along with advice from a father of two. P.S. You're lucky. The hormones landed in our house many weeks ago. Scotty from sunny Scotland. Scotty, thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review. If you're a subscriber to this show and you've been listening along, don't forget to go into your podcatcher of choice. Leave us that five-star review and we will read it out on a future show. On that note, let's get into today's episode of Dad Knows Best. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 18 of dad knows best i am harrison mudge and i'm with my sunglasses wearing co-host adam callow i honestly thought you were going to call me a and <laughs> you can beep that out but you've been calling me off mics for the last 10 minutes uh, i'm only still wearing these just to wind you up consider me wound up let me take them off now <laughs> i'm joking adam what are we talking about today actually before we dive into that why don't you tell the listeners what the show is all about <laughs> I don't do that bit. You do that bit, but I'll go ahead with it. Let me have a go. Let me throw it at you. Let, let me try. Um, We're riffing so, today. We're just, you know, mixing things up. We've got a live studio audience. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's sitting in the office working. <laughs> Normally, we move Cat out of the office when we're podcasting, but we thought we'll give it a go. And what we found in the first six minutes of recording this is we fell apart. It's chaos. It's chaos. So if this is the first time you're listening to Dad Knows Best, this is where two best friends, one a dad, dad of two, I've got two beautiful boys, Riley and Reggie, um, and a dad-to-be uh, eight weeks away. Yeah, I can give you a bump date shortly, but yeah. yes, T minus. So this is where we talk about what it's actually like to be a dad. Uh, from my perspective, I make it up as I go along every single day. I've got an amazing supportive wife who makes me look good in front of the kids. And I am looking forward to seeing how Harry handles being a dad because he, one, he's tired now. And two, he's just generally grumpy and has resting bitch face. But when he has a kid, he's going to have no sleep. And I'm literally preparing the office right now. Have you noticed I've been doing that more? Yeah, but you've been doing it while I'm in the room, which is very rude. It's like, by the way, he's going to be fucking miserable, so prepare for this. I don't want to do it behind your back. I'll feel bad if I do it behind your back. <laughs> Everyone's so like, Harry's here, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> exactly, so I, uh, I do it in front of your face. Anyway, bump date, where are bump we? Bump date. So we are at 32 to 35 weeks, and the size of the baby in fruit right now is... Ooh, can I guess? You could have a million guesses, and I don't think you'd ever get this. Um, I also think that the name they've given this fruit, they could have chosen something a lot more. Tell me. I'm not going to guess. A honeydew. What is a honeydew? That's a melon, right? That's a melon. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So, yeah, a honeydew. Okay. A honeydew if it's a fruit. Animal? Animal. Guess an animal. Guess an animal. Let me give you the dimensions. So length, 43 to 47 centimeters. Weight, sort of uh, 1.9 to 2.6 kilos. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a South African monkey. I mean, like, you're wrong, but sort of in the right direction. A lion cub. Then how am I in the right like, like, <laughs> continent? Continent is correct. <laughs> and then finally... Do you know what actually I was thinking? I promise you, I was thinking a baby puma, but I thought they're probably, they're probably still pretty big. Well, no, 
yeah close but but yeah baby puma I should have said I would have felt like an elder and size by sweets Adam think fairground candy floss correct yeah cotton candy Okay. Nailed it. So just for a little uh, little bit of um, an update. Your baby, even though his bones are hardening, their skull is still not solid. And the skull bones are not fused together. <laughs> <laughs> this allows for his head to reduce its diameter as it passes through your birth canal. His brain is developing more distinct functions and is capable of controlling breathing, digestive functions, and body temperature. He can now tell the difference between day and night. Lungs are almost completely ready for breathing on their own. And if your baby is born now, he would need only a little medical support. Isn't that lovely? So I just quickly put a Google, a quick Google in my phone as you said that, because mm-hmm. one thing I didn't know actually is like, the baby head is actually feels like fairly soft for a long time afterwards. Yeah, because there's basically a hole in the head. Yeah, well, I didn't know this. <laughs> there you are, thumbing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like a bowling ball. <laughs> do, do you know when the baby's head is fully formed? As in when it sealed, closes and whatever? Yeah. Um, I think it's quite a while, isn't it? Is it like, is it six months? Don't know swing it out <laughs> the reason I pause then is I was about to read this out and I realised there's a big word in here that I don't know how to say I'm going to go for it 9 to 18 months when wow. babies are born their skulls are soft which helps them pass through the birth canal it takes 9 to 18 months before a baby's skull is fully formed during this time some babies develop positional plagiocephaly mm-hmm. this means that there is a flat area on the back or side of their head yep I can believe it I do believe it. It's Google. Oh, well, if Google says it. <laughs> Adam, today, what are we talking about? Before we get into talking about it, how about we listen to it? We had a listener of the show, also close friend, um, send in uh, this audio message. Hello, Adam. Happy anniversary to yourself and Sarah. Um, I was just, over the last couple of days, I've been listening to Daddy Knows Best, or Dad Knows Best, uh, on the podcast. Um, listen to yourself and Harry and um, really really interesting really really good insight into being a, a dad um, I'm sort of the same position as yourselves like you were speaking yesterday or the, on the last podcast about uh, people not getting invited out to um things whenever they're pregnant well we sort of have the same same issue we just didn't you know people didn't want to invite us and yeah you know, i think you have a very fair point um and the only thing is the um the horror story that i would have to tell you is whenever we first had alec um we went shopping in uh, Belfast up to meet a friend and his wife um, before they had any kids um, and I had set the, the baby in the pram now the baby was Alec was what eight nine months just before Christmas we do a meet up and uh, set him in the car park set the pram on the, the curb um, beside the car around the back of the car and next month the pram fell over and me and Louise obviously in hysterics 
didn't know what to do, new parents, uh, thought but ragged away and he was okay, like we, we brought him up to the hospital and got him checked over and stuff, but he, uh, you know, some scary moments as parents, but I'm sure uh, all parents make mistakes and you learn from them, um, a bit like our jobs, that you know, if you don't make mistakes you don't learn from them. So, um, but happy anniversary and I just thought I'd give you a wee, wee chat. Uh, but your podcast, I think it's really, really good. So, Adam, as Peter just said, yep, we all make mistakes. We do, and I believe you made a list, a hot list of the mistakes that we do. So, I made, I made a list, uh, and I thought what we can do is just talk about a couple of mistakes that I've made being a dad, mm-hmm. and you've made being a dad to be. Quite fitting for the show. The thing is, is my number one, I've gone for two. I've only got two. I actually couldn't think of any of the mistakes. If Sora listened to this, fuck me, the list would be low. Oh, 100%. Um, but I've only got two that I can think of that I think are actual like... <laughs> this is why we continue to make the mistakes. That we can if when, <laughs> when, when you look back and think, what mistakes have I made? I'm like, no, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty sweet. Yeah, it's that whole thing of like, it's not a mistake if you learn from it. <laughs> There's the problem. Um, so I've got two. And I've got one physical mistake mm-hmm. and one emotional one. Mm-hmm. Oh, an emotional mistake. I went deep. Wow. Um, do you want to start with... Let's start with you, actually, because I've got three for yeah, you. Yeah, so you turn around... I've, I've got three. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so you asked me what mistakes have I, have I made recently during the pregnancy, and I was like, none, mate, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sound. But after f- deeper thoughts... I should to dig in and say, okay, at what point have you pissed Emmy off the most? Yeah, uh... And I believe the first two are very similar, but two separate occasions. My notes could be identical. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are. Uh, Do you want to explain? Uh, And and most importantly, why it was a problem? um, It's it's kind of a long-standing problem, but like to just summarize, it's essentially getting home after I said... I'd be home because the, the sticking point normally is, and we've, we've hashed this out before. Normally she'll just say either come back when you say you're gonna, or don't come back till the next day. Mm-hmm. It's the bit between like when I said I was going to be back and then the next day. It's normally That's like between, the danger between zone. two, probably between one and six in the morning. Yeah. Between the hours the of one and six is the, is the no return time. Like it's like it's like parking on a main street or something. <laughs> no return within five hours. And then she's hit you with a fine both times. Big time, the biggest fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. But I've I realised that the um. But there's a the there's common- a common denominator though with with this uh, with this thing. You want to read that out? Um, so we've got Ashby as point one mm-hmm. uh, out with Adam and Alan, mm-hmm. and then. I just dig into my notes <laughs> trying to find someone else that's a culprit but no the other one was a poker night um, with we weren't the only people there but Adam and Alan were there as well mm-hmm. and they were the and like, that you and, hit the danger and zone. the thing is you're adding Alan to this because you're just trying to take some of the pressure off yourself but like Alan's big fa- fan of show responsibility Alan, <laughs> Alan's fairly new to the dynamic so so ultimately I feel like this podcast is going to change how your wife thinks about me not a fan of that. I don't think it will change it. <laughs> I, don't a good, I, don't think, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. So I have another point for you about a mistake that you continue to make in your house. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a small thing, but we'll 
<laughs> will expose the wound uh, and make it big. I want to tell you about one of my big mistakes, and we spoke about it on a previous show. Um, but this is... I'm probably going to have a laugh and a banter about it now just because it's the nature of the show, but this was absolutely probably... the. When I think about it, it still hurts. Uh, Reggie in a push chair. Mm-hmm. Um, we go down an escalator. There's a fucking reason why it says don't put push chair on escalator. By the way... Went to London last weekend, and in lots of the shops... Push chairs on escalators everywhere. No. In lots of the shops, they have a bollard that stops it mm. from happening. Respected that. Um, so... <laughs> Pro tip, just lift over it. The, <laughs> the biggest mistake that uh, I think I've, I've made so far is taking that kid down that escalator. Um, don't know what happened still to this day. Slipped out my hands. The, the push chair goes from normal position all the way forward and everyone knows escalators they've got those ribbed steps made of metal with sharp edges uh, and hearing the crunch it wasn't the crunch of Reggie thank god but the handles of the push chair hit it that hard that the plastic crunched and basically broke the plastic on the handles Um, that could have been Reggie's head I got off so lucky he just scratched himself Um, but that honest to god no other literally no other feeling or emotion or memory that I have makes me like physically hurt when i think about that it physically hurts me one Mm. of what happened but two what could have been um and like similar to like peter's message like yes we make mistakes we don't do them again Uh, i don't think i actually said peter huge thank you for sending that message in it was amazing love having you listen to the show and peter's actually going on a very similar journey right now i think his kid is due within four weeks of yours so he's enjoying the show um but that was the that was the biggest mistake that i made and i think I think kind of like, why did we make that mistake? Because you just don't know like how bad it can be. And I think that happens a lot as a, as a parent is you just do things because you, you don't think them through because mm. I'm always on escalator, I'm going to escalate, I hold on to the push chair, nothing's going to happen. It's only when something goes wrong that you think, what a stupid idea that was. Yeah, you wouldn't make the mistake if you knew. the uh, Like, I would, I, I would need to have seen the circumstance that you did it in because... I have this vision that you might have been on your phone or something no, like that. On, on, yeah, wasn't, and that's the thing that probably still winds me up. Is I was, I'm very, I was very conscious to hold on. Mm. Clearly, didn't. Clearly, something happened. Uh, but yeah, that was the big, the biggest mistake that I can think today. And if it was like, was it back wheels? You're going down, right? Yeah, so back, back wheels, wheels tucked on, on and you're so basically. As, and the thing is, as soon as that slips out your hand, that handle just from the angle of where the handle is to the front wheel. Gravity's a bitch, man. Yeah, just pulled it straight down. There was zero chance of me getting to it. You have to understand that. Because it's not like you could lunge forward and grab it. Yeah, (laughs) Because you'd be on the way down as well. Can't do it. So literally it happens, you hear the crunch, and then probably the worst thing about it is, is you don't know the damage. So you're trying to like fumble about and try and work, like get the push chair up Mm. just so you can check your little boy's okay. And then obviously everyone around you is in fucking hysterics because they've just seen this happen. And I would be too, to be honest. Mm. It's like, holy shit. But he, he was strapped in though, right? He was strapped in. He was mm. strapped in and the handles took the took the impact. He actually got thrown forward. The handles hit the steps, snapped the handles mm. basically. And the only, he got damaged because he got thrown forward in his harness and the harness stopped him from really having a big impact, but he just scuffed his, I think he scuffed his chin, uh, sorry, his cheek. Um, absolute trooper. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, just mistake. Everyone do not take push chairs down escalators. And probably the key takeaway is don't always be in such a fucking rush. That's probably one of the things that I took away from it is 
little things what it's made me do is make sure I cross the road and wait for the green man. Mm. Sounds obvious, but you don't know if you're crossing the road that you know and you've crossed it every time that way that a car's not going around the corner. Mm. Wait for the green. Like It's made me just slow down a little bit with the kids and just think, I'm not in a rush. Like I don't care. Time of the family, just slow down a little bit and do it safely. Even if it feels like I'm being like a bit like, what's the... The lollipop lady style. Let's be really slow. Yeah, let's be really safe. Like it's the same with it's the same with anything that's related to like health and safety as well. Like, how many times do you think? Oh, it's just easier to do it this. Like, it, for example, um, something where you need to wear gloves and like wait, when you're mowing the lawn, you're strimming something. Really, you should be wearing like eye protection. Yeah, yep. this is a good example. Now. It's just so easy just to jump out there. <laughs> I've done it before. I'm in flip-flops. I'm in shorts. I'm in a vest. No like, no glasses on. I'm just strimming. But like, it's so easy for, for example, like a piece of wood to fly up and hit you in the eye. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for the strimmer to have caught something and then just like... Snag, rip out your hand. Hit, hit, me t- hit, my t- like, hit my toes and rip them apart. Like we know someone from, from work that, that like because through ease, through wanting to make something easier nearly as and i'm not sure what the situation i was is, facetiming but, with him yesterday but is he is his eye okay yeah he's got he's gone from five percent vision to fifty percent vision but because he because he didn't want to spend the extra probably five minutes or go and get a different tool out of his van mm. um and he was thank god wearing safety glasses but this blade which got cut right through yeah which his blade of a grinder just kicked up mm. and cut his face clean open went into his eye look, so lucky i know mm. it sounds like he had a hard time he had a fucking terrible time it smashed his eye socket as yeah, well you know i know yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it went in like 110 mil or something into a skull. But like all this, just because it's like if you're in a rush or it's e- it's just easier to do something without like following the proper sort of yep. precautions and things like that. It's just kind of a perfect example of for kids when kids are involved and everything. Just take your time. But I think sadly as well is like it takes stuff like this. Like I will now always wear safety glasses when mm. I'm cutting anything. Not that I'm a big DIYer and I get the grind right every weekend, but after seeing something like that, it makes you aware. Mm. Now what happened with my kid, like slow down, traffic lights, zebra crossings, escalators, mm. no go, always find the lift, all that Plus stuff. as well, you're teaching your kids at that point to follow the rules or disobey the rules. Yes. So like if daddy's running a red light or a red man, then they're going to think, well, I can just it's go okay as well. It's okay for me too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. So that was, that was mine. Um, taught me to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Your next one, mate, I've just wrote down socks. Yeah, this one's, I wouldn't say it's anything wrong. It's just, I guess, a nuisance. So when I get in, I like to remove shoes and I remove socks as well. Hold on. One sec. When you get into your home Mm -hmm. after work, Mm -hmm. you take shoes and socks off. Yeah. That is so weird. Why? Tell me why it's weird. Well, tell look, me a, tell luckily me a, for me, tell me a good reason why it's weird. No, no, no I don't need to because we, well, because the show has grown. Do because you clearly no, no, saying the show has grown and we have a live listener audience. Weird would imply that there's something. No, no, I'm just ask, about on, we, not wearing socks inside my own. We house. have a live audience for a reason. Quick question, live audience member: Do you, do you just one word, yes or no? Do you think it's weird to be barefooted in my own? No, home? no, no. Yeah, to walk Is into weird? take shoes and socks off when you get home from work. Thank you, live studio audience. <laughs> but okay, any, so so I don't like having a live studio. <laughs> <laughs> so I I derobe my feet and just get comfy. But shoes go one place, 
but what tends to happen is I remove shoes garage with how big your feet and they'll are. go somewhere <laughs> um, and then I'll remove socks and obviously t- I, rather than just leave them on the floor I'll put them on the side so you know my house you know where the, you know where the living room is you know the uh, the the Ikea unit that's got the TV on I'm on I'm, I'm already so on the, side the socks go on there out the way but admittedly <laughs> on the side in the living room they're out not the, way the for, right place they're out the way that point in time do you after you finish watching TV I'll be honest mate there has been a time where you've got three <laughs> pairs of socks I'm, I'm, I'm triple maybe even quadruple stacked I think when it hits the fourth pair even I'm like probably should take these upstairs <laughs> the thing is my thought process is I'll leave them on the side because I'll see them again and I'll take them up when I <laughs> How's go. How's that working but, out? <laughs> but over the uh, probably since I've known Emmy, <laughs> it's never never happens. That's my train of thought each time. Best intentions, but we've even been on holiday before, and I've obviously done the same thing <laughs> and on the side somewhere. There's just been like a collection of socks, but they. It's the thing is they're never in random places. It's not like oh the socks on on the on the on the TV unit the socks on the kitchen table not usually anyway they all tend kitchen they all tend table. to be in the same place because I obviously have the same train of thought it's like like for example on this table like if I put them there <laughs> if I walk into my office and I see <laughs> socks on this table but like for example I'll think cool if if I put them here I'll see them when I walk out I'll take them out yep so I obviously have the exact same train of thought. And then when I come to it and put a pair down and realize, oh shit, there's already a pair there. <laughs> like, cool. Well, I definitely won't miss it because now there's two pairs. And then it gets to pair three and I'm like, oh shit. I, like, I really can't miss this now because there's three pairs there. When there's four, I'm like, I need to stop what I'm doing and get rid of them. I think you only do that out of fear of running out of socks. <laughs> well, it does get to a point where I've got non, no fresh ones the next day. Outrageous. So it's, what, a, it's, a tiny, it's a tiny little thing. One thing that's making me laugh is as I look at this piece of paper, which is like, your mistakes and my mistakes. Yours are very, don't have a kid yet. Mine yeah, are oh very- yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's why I kind of feel like it's, uh, we're almost kind of downplaying at the moment because I'm obviously, there's nothing. No, we'll, we'll revisit this topic 100% in I, six months time. If mate. we want to, if I've just thought of one while I think about it, actually trying to relate it closely because um, you know how similar kids are to having a pet. Yes, but my wife hates me making that. So, so the, one, the, the one, the one, the one probably big mistake that i spray I've, them with water. Exactly positive reinforcement um the one kind of big mistake i did once was when i brought frank into the office i, I met at, at custer factory in birmingham yeah i opened the down da- you know the of that office by that big metal door i opened the door and because he's always super keen to go in he was obviously too far forward and i just opened it and it opened on his foot Ooh. he screamed and then his foot started bleeding i was like genuinely oh. nearly crying because i'd hurt him so so yeah that was that was a fuck up on my part and it was like oh i'm a bad parent <laughs> of a dog <laughs> this might be raw but how like when you were in Japan uh, yeah that was a big mistake actually good point uh, but that wasn't yeah it was a mistake talk to me about that what's going through your head right now just as you think about it uh, if you had to think what the mistake what do you think there was a mistake or do you just think you just caught, there, caught by a there was no in, there was no in, there was no intentional mistake yeah if everything had gone like you did enough due it, diligence. It's to, like yeah. it's like being scammed by someone. Did you did you make a mistake to to stumble across the scammer? No, good point. Not quite. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's a mistake on that. But there's definitely a lesson that was learnt. Um, but yeah, so that was a shame. 
So, moving on, my thing, my next one, my last one, I don't really like putting it on the mics and saying it out loud, but I think it's true, um, was not being that present for the first couple of years. Mm. So what I sort of mean is, like now, in mainly, oh, in the last like three, four months, my marriage and my relationship with the kids has been the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And that's because I've just had like an utmost, like I've, I've actually weirdly... I can say it on this podcast. It's not the business one. I've kind of shifted my attention in the last three months back onto family quite significantly. And that's largely from the coaching that I'm going through. And it's like, if that isn't in order and you're not happy there, then there's no point asking you to overcommit, spend loads of time, stretch yourself thin on the business if this part of your life isn't where you want it to be. Yep. So I've really shifted everything across to there and really felt the benefit and i kind of now understand what it means to be like 100 percent present and focused on the kids in terms of when they're speaking to you getting mm-hmm. like everything down to getting down to their level and just i feel like we're really close it, like when i speak into sarah she raised it with me probably a year ago that she didn't think that was present for like the first two years she felt like she was raising riley mm-hmm. alone um so that really hurts to say on the mics it's See, like fun, funnily enough, I get a little bit of that at the moment um, with the bump. Mm-hmm. And he feels like I don't give the bump enough attention, which is difficult because it, to me, it's there's definitely something moving inside. Because by the way, this thing, this little boy of mine does not stop moving around. <laughs> like I, I always thought it was always like, oh, it's a rare occasion when you feel a kick. This thing is like trying to escape day and night. <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, so there's a, a similar sort of sentiment at the moment that it's like, oh, the bump's here but I've not really been paying a lot of attention to the bump. Mm-hmm. Well, I think happens, to me, it's a bump yeah. at the moment. It's not as tangible as a the, child. Our two moment. reasons are very different. Like yours is because there's no like tangible thing. Mm-hmm. And, and me, it was, I was, I was just very focused on mm-hmm. something else. It's not as if you're focusing on something else. It's like, you just don't, it's not something to touch and hold yeah. right now. But I think that the root cause is the same. It's, the mums in the situation have such a maternal connection mm-hmm. from where M is now to where Sarah is that, they are so connected and wanting you to feel the same as them. Yep. And it's they want you to feel the same because of how good it feels. It's like, no, yeah, no I want yeah. you to have this sort of I want you to have this sort of relationship with the bump or this sort of relationship with your one year old. And I'm like, but he just fucking sleeps and shits and eats. Like there's like, <laughs> come on. Like I'll be like, that was the excuse I told myself yeah, yeah. back then. But I'm like so looking back on sort of like mistakes, I am very aware that that is that is hundred percent one of mm. mine. Reggie had it a bit better, but still, I wish I was this attentive. And it's not a case of just giving up more time. It's really not. It's just a case of the time you give up. I'm not talking to you now, and it's like, if I just pick my phone up, it's not like this, which is like, cool, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, as I check something else. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, me, me and Emmy have that whole thing as well, that like, we'll be sat together on the sofa, and your phone's there, it's kind of... So yeah, we have a conversation, and but it's like mm, phone, not scrolling. It's just not you're not present in the conversation. Mm-hmm. You are, you might be hearing and stuff, but you're not really like you're not like we're like we're talking now. We're, yeah. we're like we've got the mics and that, but we're we're listening to each other. You know what I mean? Whereas you can listen to someone when you're on a phone, but 
just like Kat claims that she's working while she's holding a bowl of cereal in one hand and a spoon in the other. Which she gets to work at 11 o'clock. Yeah, she claims that she's working. She's not really working, just like you're not really listening when you're on the phone. So, okay, everyone tells me, everyone tells me when she gets in, what she's doing. I know, I know her <laughs> tricks. I say it when she's not in the audience right now. Yeah. She'll hear this another day. She'll hear she probably won't listen to it. She'll be like, oh, I've heard most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But one thing I want to say before we wrap up is the thing I've learned about being present, you know, you said you can hear it. I, like one of my skills is 100% reading people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's why you're wearing glasses. So I can't read you. It just is. I've just been able to, I, I just pick up body language and stuff really well. It's just intuitive for me. And it's just one thing that's probably made me a good salesperson because that is that. The difference between the communication with my kids now is hearing them is one thing. I can't still fucking understand what Reggie says. However, like, <laughs> and then Sarah looks at me, she's like, you've got to get better at this. Um, but I, I kind of know what he's saying when I'm looking at him because I, it, it, like, he's emotive and he might be saying something about stickers and looking down at his sticker book. And I'm like, oh, and then I can start the conversation, mm. stickers, put the sticker book up and we can start to like have a conversation with each other. Like when you're looking at someone, you really know mm. more about them and you feel like you're actually and because you, giving them because the attention. Because you're actually present and able to see, hear, and read him. Yes. You understand what That's what I'm saying. Is that, and that's, weirdly, I've only really started to see the impact of that in the last three, four months. So what, what does being more present with your kids look like at the moment? Running, like, your, running your own business is tough, just yep. in terms of down to managing time as well as not taking work home with you. But what it really means is two things one having dedicated time for the kids that nothing gets in the way of so is that like play time or so this is probably uh, it's half an hour before bedtime basically mm-hmm. and then when reggie goes to bed i have some time with just me and riley mm-hmm. uh, and absolutely loving that so it's actually funny last night so um sarah's out and um me and Riley are downstairs and he's doing his jigsaw and I'm watching the Apple keynote because I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. And then Apple Arcade comes on. He hears the word arcade in his ears. I, I literally watch him. His ears kind of go, what's this? And then he turns around and he sees an iPad on the screen. He's got an iPad. And he's like, like zoomed in and watching it. So he then comes and sits on my lap and cuddles up with me and we watch the arcade part of the Apple keynote. And like, he's absolutely buzzing about getting access to a hundred games. He's going to, I'm going to like use it as like a carrot to make him be good for the next mm-hmm. week. But, Super excited by that. But what it basically means is um, having dedicated time together that is uh, unwavering, so it's just our time. But secondly is the time that we have together, even if it's I get home early or at the weekends, it's making sure that they know that they are the most important thing to me. Mm. And it's kind of like, what might have happened before is I'm with Riley and we're over at the park and then my phone rings and I'm like, yeah, not a problem, mate. Yep, catch the ball one second, one, mm. one sec answer the phone three minutes passes the impact that makes on me i don't really think about it i'm like cool i'm still with my kid i'm at the park for him through through his lenses he's thinking the most important thing to daddy right now is that phone call he'll come back to me in a minute and i don't want him to think like that i want him to think that when i'm with you i'm with you and nothing else is more important the only person i answer that phone for is reggie or your mum. that's it nothing else matters so that's what being present is for me. It's making sure that when I'm spending time with him, he knows, not me, mm. he knows that he's the most important thing in my world. Like it, mate. Lovely listeners, we shall leave it there today. Hopefully you enjoyed the live studio audience. Should we do that again? <laughs> Let us know. You can email if you've got any pop tips, 
any advice, any questions, you can email dadknowsbest at nbs.fm. And following on from this show, I want to hear what your biggest mistake is to date. If you want to remain anonymous, that's fine, but send in your biggest mistake and share it the same way we have. That email address again is dadknowsbest at nbs.fm. If you made it this far through today's show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and we will see you next Friday. P.S. You're lucky the hormones landed. P.S. You. P.S. You're lucky. You. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> Please keep all this in. It's fine. P.S. <laughs> you're lucky. The hormones landed in our house many weeks ago. Isn't it mad how, like, the lack of a comma just can throw you right out? P.S. You're lucky. The hormones landed in our house many weeks ago. Scotty from sunny Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Scotty, thank you for taking the time to leave that review. If you have got... I was going to say got this far in the show because we normally do this at the end. <laughs> what a fucking shambles. <clears throat> it's, the, it's the live audience. People, it's crushing. <laughs> People don't normally see behind the curtain like this, cat. <laughs> so, like a fucking so pro. pro. So pro. Sorry, What the actual fuck? I'm not having another one. You are having a third. Is it a baby girl? Um, You're going to have a girl, mate. You're going to have a girl. Don't tell her that. This is is the bonus audio at the end, but if Sarah listens, which she probably doesn't, does she? Bet she don't. Oh, she does. We listen to it together. Oh, that's nice. You'll be like scrubbing past this bit. (laughs) Delete this episode. Yeah, I guarantee you'll, 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 you'll go for a third. You'll, you won't go for a fourth if it was another boy. So this is the God's honest truth of what happened last weekend at rugby. I'm stood on the side of the pitch and there is two men next to me talking about having the snip. I am listening intently to work out where they went, how much it cost and how much pain one of them was in afterwards. Oh, you're not apparently not in any pain. No, it's it, apparently it, really it's easy. It's local anesthetic. They just go, whoop, cut the thing or tie it up or whatever. And then you're done. I, I'm, I want, I honest to God want that. I'm not a big fan of having a live audience. No. Baby girl, baby girl on the way. 